Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, uh, we're going to have a quick chat with Minister of State and Limerick Finnegale TD, Patrick O'Donovan, primarily about the National Development Plan, which has been published by the government this week. And good morning to you. Um, so, uh, Minister, um, one of the key points that we have definitely established over the last couple of days is that there is... If not dispute, there's certainly a difference of emphasis between various members of the coalition. Brian Ledden, a TD with the Green Party, saying to us on the show yesterday that the Northern Distributor Road will not go ahead. It's not in the National Development Plan. That's the end of it. He's also saying that the project between Limerick and Cork, which is um, currently termed the N slash M20, will not be a motorway. It may be something, might have bypasses. It's not going to be a motorway. We heard the Minister for Foreign Affairs and uh, Fine Gael TD in Cork, Simon Coveney, saying yesterday, no, 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 it will be a full motorway. We're committed to that. We heard something similar from Kieran O'Donnell. And Kieran O'Donnell, your colleague, also said that uh, we still could see the Northern Distributor Road. So you can imagine that listeners are pretty confused about it all. I don't blame them for being confused, though, to be honest about it, because... Um there, there, there is, there is, un, you know, there is unnecessary confusion. But you know, um, you have to go back to the root of this, which is the program for government. And the program for government is where you get certainty in relation to all of this. Um, and any spokesperson for the government needs to go back to the program for government. And the program for government gives you certainty. And the program for government makes it very clear that the commitments in the previous national development plan, for which the two roads that you've just referenced, uh, go ahead, and the Northern Distributor Road. Uh, and the motorway, there's no N stroke M in it. It's an M. It's going to be blue signs, and it's going to link Limerick to Cork. Um, and those are pre-commitments, and those pre-commitments are enshrined in the program for government. So, but just know, for clarity, because somebody was making the point yesterday that actually in the NDP it is referred to as N slash M twenty. Is yeah, that well, wrong? Well, the the previous national development plan was incorporated into the program for government. And it's the programme for government, you know, is the document that's given to me as a minister to which I am supposed to operate from and which all ministers operate from. So it's the programme for government that we operate from. It's the programme for government that we went out and asked members of Fine Gael to vote for. It's the programme for government that other um, members of political parties were asked to vote for. It's the programme for government to which we're responsible to. And it's the programme for government that says that the previous National Development Plan commitments for which the Limerick to Cork Road uh, and, you know, the, the Northern Distributor Road was part of, um, you know, they're a continuum. Um, so, you know, we can't have a situation where roads terminate in the middle of a roundabout, in, in, in the middle of a field. I don't think, you know, that that is, 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 is you know, a, a position which anybody would say is a tenable position. So I don't think that, you know, it's not in my well, Can, can we just tease this off for one second then, so that we can understand this? So if that's the case, and if the programme for government takes precedence... It does. What was the point of the National Development Plan launch? Because, they, the, because the programme for government said that there would be a review of the National Development Plan and there would be new things in it. And there's a lot of new things in the National Development Plan. And rather than, I think, people, you know, focusing on uh, typographical issues in what the, the, the printed document said yesterday, and, you know, people bring philosophical and p- political issues uh, to play in the middle of government, you know. But the, the reality is, 
the programme for government was hammered out at the start and it's from that we all take our lead. Uh, and there's a lot of things in the programme for government I don't like. But the reality is you have to suck it up and, and you have to go ahead with it. And it's not in the middle of, of a government that you say, well, I don't like this bit now. I'm going to say um, it's there, but I'm not going to implement it. Just because you're the minister for something and you don't like it, it doesn't mean that you have carte blanche to say, I'm not going to implement it. You're the minister for it. You have to implement it, even if you don't like it. Um, and the reality is, these projects are there. They're agreed and enshrined in the programme for government. They have to be implemented. It's called balanced regional development. These regions have been left behind by previous and successive governments which didn't have money. This government now has money. 35 billion euros are going to be spent in transport. The second and third largest cities in the country, the, the, the first and, la- and second largest cities in this province need to be linked. And really, you know, they don't need to be insulted by saying, you know, they need a few upgrades at junctions. Like, I have been at the funerals of people who have died on the N20. And I think that that has been forgotten in the last couple of days. Apart from being a commercial corridor that needs to be upgraded, the N20 is a death trap. Um, and there are people along the N20, and I know that there are landowners now who listen to your program. Some of these people canvass for me, John. They're friends of mine. And they're un- they're, they, they have uncertainty as well. This is prime agricultural country. It's prime dairy country. And they have been in and out of, of, of planning um, meetings like Methuselah's cat. And they want certainty. And their land deserves certainty. And what they don't need, to be quite honest about it, is people who have no role in it saying, oh, well, it might be going in and out of a motorway. The reality is that the Midwest Road Design Office have been charged by the previous Department of Transport to get on and deliver a corridor between Cork and Limerick. They have been funded to do that, and they're doing that. And they don't need to be distracted from it. It's, it's hard enough to know that there's a road going through your land without people saying on the, ro- on the radio, well, it actually isn't going through your land without any, without any mandate, without any uh, uh, recourse to government. Right. That isn't helpful to those people okay. either. It's so, actually very distressing for those landowners. Right. So, and it's very so, unhelpful so that's for your, those landowners. That's your perspective on, on Limerick Cork. Um, but what about the Northern Distributor Road? As we know, there was controversy earlier in the year and eventually on this show, the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, finally conceded that the Coonanock Lachine part would progress and that's underway. But as a couple of our um, uh, listeners said earlier in the show, does that mean that it just stops there or will it actually happen? Well, to me, I mean, it, it isn't in my constituency, but it's in my region and an awful lot of people from my constituency from the eastern part of it and indeed from the western part of it, are queued up on the motorway outside in Castle Try every day to try and go into work um, uh, in, in a very dangerous and precarious position. Now, is that going to be allowed to get worse? Are we going to have a situation where Limerick continues to develop um, and, and uh, the population continues to grow? We continue to get inward investment. Our indigenous industry continues to grow. The city continues to choke. The university continues to grow. The, the new university continues to grow. And we live in, in, in this kind of a, um, a, a parallel universe that a road can, continue, that a road can uh, be developed and end inside in the middle of a field, a road to nowhere and terminate in the middle of nowhere. That isn't sustainable. The road has to terminate somewhere and it has to terminate 
at, a, at, a, at an yeah. existing road. But, but I suppose the point being that the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan of the Green Party and Brian Ledden, the local TD here in Limerick, they are very much saying that the answer to all of this is, for example, the commuter rail, the light rail project that is outlined and that Brian Ledden uh, made great store of on this show yesterday. And, and that if you do that, then you don't have to worry as much about big road projects. And that's, and that's farm, part of it. But how does a person from Monaghan or Strand or Oula or Doon or Kilbehany or Fines access that rail? And where do they access it? They access it via a car. The reality is we're going to have to continue to invest in our roads. We will continue to require cars and we will continue to require a lot of them. Our population is growing. We have 5 million people in the state. There's over 7 million people on the island. We continue, thanks be to God, to have a high birth rate. There's continuing to people to come back. We have a burgeoning economy. We can finally sustain people to live in this island. It is an attractive place to live. We don't require people to get on a boat to go to America. It is a nice place to live. We can actually look after our people once and for all in this country. We don't need the, 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 the pressure relief valve of immigration. Limerick is going to grow and it is going to have a big population. I'm just after finishing a submission to the county development plan there recently where, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more housing being built in, in, in rural Ireland. And we're going to require more and more people uh, from a teaching perspective. We're going to require more schools. We're going to require more houses in, in, the, in the rural areas. That's going to require right. more and, and, and more investment in our roads. That is a good okay. thing. And, and, and one other point about this, what assurances can you give listeners about two key points? The first is that the upcoming budget, and despite the fact that we're seeing energy increases that are beyond the government's control and that are international, we're going to see increases in carbon taxes, which will definitely have an impact on top of that. And alongside that, there is you know a genuine worry coming into the winter of possible power blackouts. Yes, and, and look, I mean, this is this is something that I've been on your show about, Joe, previously. And, I, I mean, we can go back to the programme for government and the philosophical and the ideological issues. I mean, money point is flat out. Anyone that knows anybody that worked previously in DSB will tell you that money point and Harbert that were taken offline, are, you know, and the potential of, of money point being taken offline at uh, 2025 is probably being pushed out. Uh, our energy requirements are growing. Again, as I say, our population is growing. We are, we are, we are a, a, a first world country that is growing at a very high rate. And that is a good thing. This is something that we should be celebrating. We are a, a country that is now widening our shoulders and stepping out. We are looking after our people once and for all. And we are, we are a country that is, is growing at a very high rate. We can look after our people. Now we need to look after our people in regional and rural Ireland. And to do that, we need a very good uh, electricity network. We're encouraging people to, to go to air to water. We're encouraging people to have electric vehicles. This is putting massive pressure on our electricity grid. What does that mean? It means in the short term that we're going to require more and more um, uh, fossil fuel um, requirements. And that will require more gas requirements. Now, at the moment, most of our gas comes from a pipeline through the United Kingdom. It comes either from the North Sea or it comes from Russia. Um, and the re- reality is if someone in, 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 in Eastern Europe decides they're going to turn off the valve, puts us at a, at a very precarious position. Now, there is an option. We can import gas. We can import gas in a tank. And it doesn't have to come from a fracked source. It can come from a conventional source, either from the Gulf of Mexico, from the Persian Gulf. It can come from further to sea. Um, and we do have to look at the possibility that 
while we are having renewables coming online and renewables will come more and more online, the reality is they're not reliable. You can have a, uh, you can have a, 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 a lot of days, as we had over the summer, with high pressure when the wind doesn't blow. My front door, I look out, I can see over 20 wind turbines. There isn't another TD in the Dalles that looks at more wind turbines than I do. But there are a lot of days in the year where they don't turn. Either very, very cold days or very, very hot days when there's no wind. So what happens when everybody plugs in the kettle when the wind turbines don't turn? You require gas and you require a lot of it. And the reality is that at the moment, our gas model is almost entirely reliable on an Eastern European source. That is something that puts us in a very, very precarious position. In in terms of of security. There there is another option. We could turn to the United States and other sources. Not a fracked source, not a fracked source, but a conventional source, maybe where we can import it from a, a model where we okay. know that it's not coming from a frack store. Oh, okay. And we have to have that conversation. Okay. And there, okay. Is a, there is a place right. that is allowable for us to look at a planning a model in that. It's called the Shannon History. Right. It's in our doorstep, Joe. Right. Okay. Well, look, that, that is part, certainly, of a wider conversation. We'll come back to you and to others on that. But uh, thank you very much for talking to us this morning, Minister of State and Fine Gael TD locally, Patrick O'Donovan. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.